When I was a little boy, I had nightmares about them. Mad scientists in lab coats and rubber gloves, hunched and wild-eyed with bedhead hair and shrill voices that crackled like electricity. The Frankensteins. I'd been stressing about this meeting for the entire seven-hour flight from New York. Now I stood in the baggage claim area of Geneva International Airport, holding my duffel bag like it was a life preserver that would keep me afloat in this sea of humans all around me. My father had assured me the Frankensteins were nice people. But nice for him was a pretty broad term that included werewolves, vampires, and trolls. And that was okay. I was used to those kinds of creatures. But when I finally saw the people holding up the small handwritten sign that said Frankenstein, I saw something that I wasn't prepared for, something that was totally out of my realm of experience. They were completely, utterly, mind-bogglingly normal. Dr. Frankenstein was an older middle-aged guy in a button-up shirt and wireframe glasses. He had thinning blonde hair, graying at the temples, and permanent furrows in his high forehead. His wife looked a little younger, but not much. She wore a simple flowered dress and had jet black hair, thick eyelashes, and high cheekbones. Their daughter was about 12. She had her long blonde hair back in a ponytail, and with her jeans and vintage Coke t-shirt, could have been any preteen girl from anywhere. They looked at me now, these normal-seeming people, and I tried to gauge their reaction to me. My dad had been sending them pictures of me all throughout my childhood, so theoretically they knew what they were getting into. But pictures could only convey so much, and I wasn't yet ruling out the possibility that they would all run screaming. It wouldn't be the first time I inspired that reaction so I decided it would be best to let them make the first move. You must be a boy, yes? said Dr. Frankenstein in a French-sounding accent similar to my dad's. He smiled warmly and thrust out his hand. Welcome to Switzerland. It's good to meet you, Dr. Frankenstein. I shook his hand as gently as I could. My nerves were strung really tight, and accidentally crushing the bones in his hand would make a lousy first impression. I appreciated that he didn't flinch when I covered his slim, manicured hand with my own thick, stitched-together one. Please call me William, he said. You are family. Uh, thanks. The word family threw me off a little, but I tried to take it in stride. I should probably go by something other than boy. It's what my dad named me, but it doesn't sound very... human. When I lived out among humans before, sometimes I went by the name Frank. But that was a joke that had just come back to haunt me. Frank Frankenstein, har har. Whatever makes you comfortable, said William. We want you to feel that you belong here. He said it so sincerely, so intensely, like he thought it was actually possible I could feel like I belonged here with them. I forced a smile. Okay. His wife nudged him. Ah, yes, he gestured to her. This is my wife, Elisa. Boy, it is simply a delight to have you with us at last, she said in an even thicker French accent. Then she stepped in close to me, went up on her tiptoes, and lightly kissed each of my cheeks. It happened so quickly and casually that I was completely unprepared. This was a European custom, I guess? But as she stepped away, I knew I was blushing furiously. Human women didn't generally kiss me. Like, ever. And this, said William, is our daughter, Giselle? Say hello to your cousin, Giselle. 
Hey. She was the only one of the three who gave me the look most humans did when they met me, somewhere between shock and awe, with a twinge of disgust. It didn't really bother me anymore. Hey. I gave her a little grin like we were on the same side, and it was these adults making things uncomfortable. I couldn't tell if she was buying it. Sorry for her rudeness, said William. She thinks she's a teenager already. Tries so hard to be cool like her big brother, you know? She gave him a withering look. It's totally fine, I said quickly. The last thing I wanted was enforced fake familial affection. Sadly, Henri could not be here to meet you. There was a hint of irritation in William's voice. He is visiting a friend in Paris. But he will be back any day now. Plenty of time for the two of you to get acquainted before classes begin. He is entering as a freshman this year also. Great. I wondered if Henri had chosen this day to be in Paris on purpose. Maybe not all the Frankensteins were on board with welcoming me like some prodigal son. Well, you must be positively exhausted after your flight, said Elisa brightly. Let's get you home, fed, and comfortable, yes? I know you'll love it at Villa Diodati.